Well, good morning. Welcome to church. Uh, let me add to Lauren's welcome. It's great to have you here with us again this morning on this beautiful um, Sunday morning. And I trust that um, you've had a good week and that um, you're getting out and about a little bit more, seeing some people. Uh, maybe you've got someone with you this morning and you're trying to um, fight for the best seat in church this morning. And uh, I hope that you got it. Uh, but it's great to have you with us this morning. We're continuing our series from last week that we began called Hearing God's Voice. Last week we talked about hearing God's voice through his word. And this week we're going to be talking about hearing God's voice through his spirit. Um, last week we talked about the idea or some of the foundations for hearing God's voice. The importance of understanding who God is. Because when we understand who God is, uh, we understand what he speaks. Who God is determines what he speaks. Um, nothing God speaks to us will contradict his word. He will speak um, in line with what he's already written. He's not going to contradict something he's already said. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. Uh, when we position ourselves to listen through his word, we can either listen for options or we can listen for obedience. And when we listen for obedience, when we listen for that inclination to do what God is telling us to do, we're much more likely to, to hear God um, and to, to have our faith built up as we do that. God's life, uh, sorry, God's plan for our life is to be found. His voice in our life is to be heard and his words in our life are to be obeyed. And so I pray that you've been reading God's word with that extra attentive ear this week uh, because God's wanting to speak to us through his word. This morning, we're going to talk about um, God speaking through his spirit. And I want to read a passage uh, from 1 Samuel chapter 3. I'm going to read verses 1 to 10. It says this, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I do not call you. Go back and lie down. Sounds like yeah, a conversation you might have with a four-year-old. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called, that's not in the text, by the way. Um, again, the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli called. I did not call, go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. If he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. God, we pray this morning as we gather around your word, God, that we might have the ears to hear your voice. God, we want to echo the words of Samuel, speak, your servant is listening. We want to hear your voice this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I've got two young boys, and uh, they, uh, I'm sure like most kids their age, love watching TV. Love watching any screen, in fact. 
Um, and I think because they're boys, even more so when they are engaged in a, in a show, um, trying to get their attention away from that is near impossible. You've literally got to turn it off or jump in front of them or throw a pillow at them. You've got to do something um, drastic to get their attention. It's got to be like a lightning bolt experience for them. They might look up for a second if you call their name really loudly and sort of like tilt their head but their eyes are still on the screen like, yeah, but you can tell they're not really listening. They're not really giving you their full attention, they're just sort of pretending they are. And of course, as a parent, you can see straight through that. When they do look up for a second and give you their, their eyes and give you some more of their attention, you've got about five seconds to get as many words in as you want. So you've got to choose them really carefully. You've got to choose the message that you're going to get across very carefully and you've got to be very precise with what you speak because otherwise they are gone. That's it. You've had your opportunity and they are back fixated on Paw Patrol or whatever it is they're watching that day. I wonder how often God is trying to get our attention exactly like that. He's trying to speak to us. He's trying to get our attention, trying to call our name. And we're sort of like, yeah, God, yeah, I'm listening. But really our attention is not fixed on him the way it should. There's another voice. There's another thing that's in our full attention that's um, occupying our mind and our thoughts and our ears. We're so consumed by what's in front of us that we don't give the attention um, to God like we should to hear his voice. This morning I want to talk about how we can position ourselves to hear the whisper of the Spirit. How we are to position ourselves in a way that we are able to give God the full attention that he needs to speak into our life. For some of us, God's voice is an unfamiliar voice. Or so we think. We haven't recognised it much, or maybe even at all. The visions, the voice of God, uh, might be rare in your life. That's exactly what's happening here in this story. It says in verse 1, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. And maybe in your life, in your world, the, the voice of God, or the word of the Lord, is rare. There's not many visions. There's not many times when you can say, oh, I heard God speak to me. And I wonder if that's partly God, but partly us in our giving our attention to God to enable him to speak into our, our life. For some of us, God's voice is very familiar. We hear him speak to us often. We're often in his word. We're often hearing the voice of the spirit. We might not always be obeying it the way we should, but we're, we're hearing it. Well, this morning I want to talk about how we can apply some principles from this story into our hearts and into our life to enable us to hear God more clearly and more often. So I've got three, as a good Baptist um, preacher, three points, three easy things. They all start with the same letter, so you can remember them. Position yourself. The first one is this, submitted, submitted, underneath. Underneath, so you're... Um, so you can be poured out onto, sort of like a, an image of a waterfall. If you're at the bottom of the waterfall, the water's going to crash over you. You're going to hear when you're underneath, when you're submitted. You know, if you're going to um, build a, or renovate your bathroom and you had to put a new shower head in, you're not going to put the shower head in at the bottom, trying to force up. No, you're going to use gravity um, to your advantage and the fall of the water to, to fall on you. 
And I think gravity is, is a good physical law for, I think, shows a, a spiritual principle, is that when we're underneath, God is, able to fall, God is able to speak into us. In fact, in Psalm 42, verse 7, this is what it says. It says, Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. When we position ourselves at the bottom, when we position ourselves with humility where God wants us to be, he's able to pour into us. In James 4, verses 6 to 8, it says he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. When Samuel comes to hear the voice of the Lord, Eli instructs him, instructs him to say, Speak, your servant is listening. Speak, your servant is listening. When we have this attitude of, God, I am a servant, you are my master. I am submitted to you. I am ready to take your order, your command, your correction, your encouragement, your direction. Then we're ready to hear from him. Samuel, in his response to God's voice, says, Here I am, speak, your servant is listening. By saying this, he was saying to God, You are the master. I am underneath and I am ready to receive from you. He's like a child ready to receive from God. We need to position ourselves like Samuel, like a child, underneath a master, ready to receive. 1 Peter 5.5 5 echoes this idea again. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favour to the humble. Samuel wasn't just under God, but he was under Eli as well. He didn't um, not listen to Eli, but instead he heard God because he was under Eli. It was only because of Samuel's submission to Eli that he was able to hear God. If Samuel had said to Eli, I don't need to take your advice. I don't need to do what you tell me to, would tell me to do. He wouldn't have heard the, God, the voice of God at all. But because he submitted himself to God and also to his leader, he was able to hear God's voice. Sometimes the voice of God is not as recognisable as we might want. And I think that's why God has us under leadership, to help us hear from him. Samuel couldn't hear from God without Eli. He would have missed it. And this takes incredible humility. When leaders aren't perfect, leaders aren't perfect. But they are there because God wants them there. And I think in our Western culture, we have this idea um, of being under, le under leadership is, is not a good thing. We don't like being told what to do. We don't like taking direction from those in authority over us. We don't want to be under anyone. We want to be our own person, our own man, our own woman. And we want to make our own decisions, not submit to anything or anyone. But this is the, God, this is the position that God wants us in, submitted to leaders, to him. I'll just make a side note here. That means the leaders have even more responsibility to exercise their leadership as God wants them to. They're held even more accountable, and there's scriptures around that as well. doesn't mean you do everything a leader tells you to do, but when we're under God's leaders and when we're positioning ourselves under his word and aligning what our leaders and God's word are saying together, we're going to hear his voice more clearly. Echo the words of Samuel. Speak, God. Your servant is listening.
So Samuel was submitted. The second thing he was is that he was silent. I don't know about you, um, but sometimes I find myself being a bit of a sentence finisher. You know, you can see someone's trying to get their point across and you're just like, oh, I can see what you're going to say. And you just try to like help them think of the words they, they say. And sometimes that's good, but often that's a, we're not really listening. We're just trying to um, move things along, trying to get the conversation to go the way we want it to go. And maybe you think, oh, I'm a good listener. If I was to ask you, are you a good listener? I don't think there's many people that would say, no, I'm a terrible listener. I think most people think they are good listeners. And if I was to ask you on a scale of one to 10, how good a listener are you? And you would give yourself an honest rank. I wonder what it would take for you to take the next step in being a good listener. Maybe you ranked yourself at an eight or a nine. What would it look like to take another step? What would a 10 out of 10 listener be? Or maybe you ranked yourself that and you're basically Jesus. But what would it take to take another step forward, another step in being, a, in being a better listener? I think when we think about this idea of being a good listener, of being silent, of having ears to hear, sometimes we can just compare ourselves with those around us and think, well, I'm a better listener than them, so I'm okay. But God is not in the comparison game. He's interested in our growth. He's interested in speaking to us. So don't compare, but pursue your own personal growth. This idea of being silent before God is this idea of saying, speak what you want to say, God. Not what I want to hear. Not what I think or already know. Not what's on my agenda, but God, speak. Your servant is listening. Samuel didn't say much in this exchange with God. He says, here I am. Speak. Your servant is listening. He didn't preempt the conversation with God. Would you talk to me about this or that? There was no assumption or subject that Samuel was trying to steer the conversation in. He had a listening ear, a hearing ear. I wonder what our position is when we come to the house of God, when we tune in maybe for a message like this, when we go to small group, when we go to any ministry event, when we speak with our Christian friends. Do we have the inclination to listen for what God is speaking? Or do we have the inclination to bolster up what we already think there's a difference do we have a hearing ear do we come ready to hear God's voice about whatever it is that he wants to talk about listen to God's voice without assumption when a preacher gets up to talk about a certain subject don't assume you don't need to hear anything about what's being said it's not to say that what I speak is profound or gold every time but God has something profound. God has something he wants to speak into your life through anyone and through everyone. When you're in a small group and some, something is being talked about, what is God trying to say to you in that moment? Or have you assumed it's not for you? It's for the person next to you. They need to hear God's voice in this situation. How often do we think like that? You may think you know what God might want to talk to you about, but don't make the assumption. First, listen with that hearing ear. Speak. Your servant is listening. Be silent before God. So Samuel was submitted, he was silent, and he was situated. Sometimes my keys and my wallet aren't situated where they should be. Um, you know, when you're rushing out the door and you think, 
where are my keys? I don't know if anyone else thinks like that, but every time I'm leaving the house, I'm thinking, where did I put my keys? They just need a spot to be. They just need to be in the right spot, and they never are in the right spot. And I always like to blame someone else, but normally it's just me throwing them in random spots, in random rooms. Um, every single time I get home, they're always in a different spot. They're not where they're supposed to be. Samuel was where he was supposed to be. He was free to listen to God without shame, without thinking, oh, I'm in the wrong spot. He wasn't like Adam and Eve who were hiding from God in the garden, but he was where he was supposed to be. He was in bed because it was bedtime. He was in the house of God where he was supposed to be, where he belongs. I wonder if we're ready to say, here I am at all times. Are you ready to say, here I am right now? Are you where you are supposed to be? Or are you running from God, trying to listen to him at the same time? You got your back to him, running away from him, but at the same time asking him to speak to you. Can you say, here I am, without shame, before God? Remember last week we talked about Moses coming over to God, facing God looking at the burning bush and coming close to it. He was where he was supposed to be. Intimacy is the key to hearing from God. You know, Spurgeon says this. He says, Brothers and sisters, in Christ that we may all live in such a position that whenever the Lord calls to us, we may be able to answer without shame, here I am. We should never be where we would be ashamed to meet our master. Where are you supposed to be? Are you where you're supposed to be? In a relationship with God? In God's house? In unity with his church? A part of God's mission? Are you where you're supposed to be? Because when we are situated where God wants us to be, where we are supposed to be, God is going to speak to us. We're going to hear God's voice when we're close to him. Are you ready to say, speak, your servant is listening? Are you comfortable to say to God, here I am, find me here. I'm ready to hear your voice. Samuel was submitted, he was silent, and he was situated. And it enabled him to hear the voice of God. Now when we hear the voice of God, it can sound different to so many different people. But I found a a good little test, a good little lens or a filter to to filter the voice of God through, to make sure it's from him. And I stole these questions from Rick Warren. Things like this. Is it consistent with the Bible? Is what I'm hearing making me more like Christ? Does my church family confirm it? Is it consistent with how God has shaped me? Is it convicting rather than condemning? And do I sense God's peace about it? I think these types of questions really help us to understanding if what we're hearing is the Spirit of God or just ourselves or somebody else. And maybe you're sitting here this morning thinking, I've never heard the voice of God and I've tried these things, Brad, but they just don't work. Can I encourage you with this then? Can I say that if you really want to hear the voice of God, to set some time aside, Sit down, maybe with a pen and paper, and think of someone in your life. Think of a friend, a family member, and ask God to give you an encouraging word for them. Ask God to speak to you 
something about um, this person that you could encourage in them. Something that you see in them. Something that God wants to speak into their life. I think when we come with this sense of openness, God, what would you want me to say to this person? We'll hear the voice of God. We'll be able to filter it through his word. Say, is this what God's word would also say? It's not you're a dirty, rotten sinner and you should um, never be in my life and I never want to talk to you again. That's not the voice of God. But it lines up with his, with his word. Filter it through uh, a godly leader or a godly friend that you have and say, this is what I think God was speaking to me about. Does that sound right? And if it lines up with both those things, take it to that person. Give it to them. Write them a letter. Write them a text. Send it to them and say, this is what I feel that God was speaking to me um, about you. I want to encourage you in this. When we find ourselves in this position, submitted, silent and situated, we'll be much more likely to hear the whisper of the Spirit. And God will speak to us how he wants to speak to us. So set aside some time. Give him the attention he deserves. Turn off the noise and the voices that drown him out. Don't look at him like this, but give him your full attention. He wants to speak to you because he loves you. He is for you and he has a good plan for you. We can trust what he's going to say. Let me pray for you. God, this morning, we thank you for your word. And we thank you that you are a speaking God, a loving God, a gracious God. And God, that you speak to us even when we're, we're far from you, we're not doing the things that we should be. God, that you give us the grace to, to be able to sit before you, to be silent and to hear from you. And God, I pray that this week we might find the space and the time to, to lean in to your voice, to, to turn our ears on, to be able to hear the whisper of the Spirit. And more importantly, God, to obey what it is that you speak to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to thank you for joining us um, at church this morning. Um, again, we're having no Zoom after party today um, or next week. We're preparing ourselves for return to the building um, on the 28th of June. And we'll continue to stream our services as we do that. So have a great week and we'll see you again next week.